Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Hi Global Church, my name's Sam and it's a privilege to be speaking with you today wherever you find yourself in the world, whether you're at a watch party or you're just watching on your phone or you're at home or wherever. Um, Along with my wife Vic, we've been building church now with Dave and Shelley for about 18 years. It has been an amazing journey and you know what, I'm so grateful for church in my life. I'm so grateful for God but for his church as well. It has done the world of God to us. We are completely different people from when we started out our journey with Global Church to where we are now. And I'm so thankful for Dave and Shelley for that. Um, We've got three children. We've got uh, Evelyn, who's seven years old. We've got James, who's five years old. And we've got our newest addition, Annabelle, who's three months old. You know what, that lockdown and those restrictions, they weren't too bad. The title of my talk today is this subject to change. If you're anything like me and you see that on like a clause or on a contract or something like that and you always think "Ah, that's that's frustrating. I don't want it to be subject to change. I want it as you've said it's going to be. I want my flight to take part on that day (laughs) and if you've booked flights at the moment uh, they're probably very subject to change. Um, You know what there's a great verse in the Bible that kind of sums up the whole message today and it's this. It's Jeremiah 29, 11, a well-known verse for, for a lot of people. But maybe this is the first time you're hearing it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And you know what's amazing about that verse is that God says plans, plural. He doesn't say plan. God hasn't just got one thing for you that he's just like, right, just do this, off you go and that's it. And he's forgotten about your life and he's done with you. No, God's got plans and he's so invested in your life. It is unbelievable. And the reason I say that is I've seen it in my life where I think, how many times has God picked me up when I felt down and he set me on a new path? He set me on something new. His plan for me at that point lasted maybe a few weeks, a few months, a few years, whatever. But then he's put me onto something new. And it's amazing to see what God's done in my life. And I want to tell you a bit about that today. I want to tell you about my journey. Because as I tell you my journey, you might see bits of yours in there as well. And also, I always think that if there's hope for me, there's hope for other people too. And I've got a question for you today. And it's my first point and my first question. And it's this. You know, we're coming out of lockdown, hopefully. We're coming out of lockdown in the UK and wherever you're listening to this, hopefully there's a date in mind or there's a time in mind when you're coming out of lockdown or your restrictions are being lifted even further. My question is this, who are you going to be? Are you going to be the same person that went into lockdown in 2020? Are you going to be the same person who just comes out and hopefully nothing's changed and everything's just back to normal? Or has God done something in your life over these 14 months or whatever it is now? And is he going to do something in your life in these next few weeks or whatever, months until we've got to come out of lockdown? Are you subject to change? Are you subject to change? 
And you know what I've realised over the last year? That there were some areas of my life where I didn't want to change, but I have. So last year, for me, the year started well. 2020, I'll be honest, I was excited. 2020, the year of plenty. I was, I was ready for more stuff coming in. I was ready for the business that I have to go to the next level. In fact, we started 2020 and loads of bookings came in. I, I run an events catering business and we cater, generally speaking, for parties of upwards of 100 people. 100, 200, 400, 1,000, whatever. These are the kind of parties that we get. And in the first part of last year, it was looking good until <laughs> the pandemic hit. Yay! The pandemic hit and suddenly all the bookings went. Everyone cancelled. And I was like, right, what am I going to do? So I thought, I'll, uh, I'll get a job. And so I'd, I spoke to somebody and they said, there's some jobs going at the supermarket that I work at. So I was like, right. So I went in and I got myself a job there. You know, God's plans for us. Sometimes he, he weaves other people in and he says, here, there's, some, there's an opportunity here. And so I went in and I worked there and it was going great. And, uh, but after a few weeks, they realised they didn't need me anymore. So they let me go. And I thought, that's disappointing. <laughs> that wasn't a great experience, but yet it was God's provision for me at that time. And it lasted a few weeks. And then I felt that I was down again, but God lifted me back up. You know, in August last year, when the restrictions started to lift and we were all eating out to help out and all that kind of stuff. And I was able to get a few more bookings. But you know what? I had to change my business. My business that was used to catering for a minimum, really, of 100 people. I was then doing parties for 30 people. I had to change how I did business. Another way that God brought in a plan to to give me provision during that time. And then September came and the rule of six. And suddenly all the bookings that I had coming in for October, November time, all cancelled again. And then another friend got me a job um, uh, uh, doing uh, chef work at a nursery. And again, God's provision coming in to my life. And every single time, it, looking at it in retrospect now, I should have been thinking, not a problem. God's got this. Get, you know, I'm just waiting for God to turn up in the next area. But you know what? I didn't. I panicked. It shook me. It made me, uh, it made me question things. It made me question, am I good enough? It made me question, like, is God even there? Is he even listening? Is church worth bothering with? And you know what? I went through all these different emotions at these times. And I felt a different person. And I thought, why, why am I stressing about all this kind of stuff? Why is it bothering me so much? And you know what? I realised this. I realised that I was having to have faith in areas of my life where I've never had to have faith before. I've always just worked since being 13 years old, since being a, a, a young little paper boy in Acom. I've always had a job. Doing a paper round, call centres, gyms, schools, whatever it's been. I've always had a job. I've always had money coming in. And then suddenly when it's taken away and I don't see a way out, I start to panic. But you know what I've realised? I've realised that during these times where I've had to have faith 
in an area of my life where I've always just sailed through before, I've realised now that's grown my faith. It's made me stronger. And I know that what God's got coming up for me, he's preparing me for. Maybe today you're going through an, a, a situation in your life that you're having to have faith for, that you've never had faith for before, that beforehand it's always been fine. It's always, it's never been a problem. Maybe uh, COVID, maybe this pandemic has taken away things from you. Maybe it's taken away a friendship. Maybe it's taken away a job or a career. Maybe it's taken away uh, a family member or a friend who sadly died because of this disease. And you know what? God draws near to the brokenhearted. Two great Psalms to go away and read would be Psalms 34 and Psalm 147, because they tell us in those Psalms that God draws near to those who are brokenhearted and he desires to bind up their wounds. You know what? There's things in life that going to the doctor can't fix, that drinking can't fix, that taking drugs can't fix. These things that often people go to. Um, by the way, doctors are good. <laughs> the drink and the drugs are not. Uh, I realise I put them all in the same category there and that's probably not good. But you know what I'm trying to say is this. I'm trying to say that there's problems in life that we need to go to God for. There's problems in our lives that are God-shaped, that only God can fix. God fixes and binds up and restores the brokenhearted. Maybe you're brokenhearted today. Maybe something about this last year or currently your current situation. Maybe your current situation is breaking your heart. I would say draw near to God and he will draw near to you. See, God's preparing us at the moment for what is coming next. I've seen it in my life that God was preparing me last year for what he's got coming this year. Now that's exciting to me and hopefully it's exciting to you too. Hopefully you're starting to get a picture of how God works, that you're getting a picture that God works with you in situations where you're finding it difficult, you're finding it hard, you're thinking this was never this hard before. I've always been fine in this area and suddenly I'm struggling. Maybe God's preparing you for even greater things this year. I believe he is. Remember, God has plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. In the Old Testament, uh, there's, a, there's a great story in there and uh, many of you will have heard it before, if not at school or at some point, or you've watched a film about it. But it's where Moses goes in and he sets the people free from Egypt. And there's a group of, uh, well, there's a nation in Egypt that are all enslaved to Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And they're all there. And Moses goes in and he says, let my people go. And there's the 10 plagues that hit Egypt. And eventually Pharaoh lets the people go. And then they're on the way out. They're on their way to the promised land, the place that God has for them, the next stage in their journey. And do you know what they did during that time when really we'd be thinking they should be excited? It's not far away. The promised land is going to be amazing. But you know what they did? They complained. And you know what they claimed as well? They claimed that it was better back in slavery. 
Have you ever done that before where you're thinking, where maybe you've had a promotion or you've gone on to a new job and then you start to think, oh, I wish I was back in my old job or I wish I was back in my, in my, old, um, my old school or my old class or whatever it was. I wish I was back in that old relationship. I wish, and then, and, and we look at things sometimes with rose-tinted glasses and it's not great. Because God moved us from there and he's got us to where we're going. You know what I know at the moment in my life that God is moving me from from one place to a better place. And I know that that better place will be hard work. I know that that better place will come with different challenges. But you see it throughout the Bible that God moves people from one place to another place. And every single time he turns up for them. Every single time. God's promises never fail. Maybe today you're thinking, oh, I was better when I was back in that old job, or it was better back when I was single and I didn't have to worry about another person's feelings. It was better when I didn't have a business and I didn't have to stress about all this kind of stuff and people just told me what to do. Or this one, it was better when I didn't have kids. <laughs> when I didn't have to worry about these little people. I could just crack on with my own life. You know what? Often we look back, don't we? And we think it was easier back then. But God's got you on a journey. He's got me on a journey. He's got you on a journey. And he's taking you to bigger and better things. So get ready because they're coming. The reason I'm asking you, who are you going to be? Because often we believe what other people say about us or what we think about ourselves. And really I'm challenging us today to think, what does God say about you? There's a great song we sing in church called I Am Who You Say I Am. And in that song, it says, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. And it's a strong song. And it's strong words in there because they declare something about yourself that's not how you feel about yourself or putting yourself down or listening to other people putting you down. But instead, you're casting your eyes to Jesus and you're saying, now, who do you say I am? And when you start to read the Bible, as you know, in the last few weeks of talks, Andy's been talking about getting into the Bible, reading it regularly. And as you do that, you realise, you find out about God's character, you realise what he thinks about you. And actually, it puts courage into you. My second question is this. And the second question is, what are you leaving behind? You know what? You can't take the 2020 you into 2021. Because God's got something new. And actually, you can see it all around at the moment. 2021 will look different to 2020. And so we've got to adapt. We've got to change. You know, in the, in the lockdown, uh, we decided that we were going to clear out the loft in our house because we had loads of stuff up there. I say we decided, Vic decided we're going to clear out the loft and I cleared out the loft. <laughs> and I took many a trip to the tip that day and got rid of a load of stuff that was just taking up space in our loft. And I wonder today, maybe you've got stuff in your loft, in your head and I realised this last year that I've just got, I had loads of stuff just filling up my head, filling up space in my head, thinking about lies that I believed about myself, like, oh, you'll never be successful or 
You're not clever enough for that. You didn't go to university. You're no good with people. You'll never have many friends. And so often we clog up our head with lies about ourselves and they're not helpful and they're not good. And actually we need to clear out that space. We have a great phrase in global, which is this, take a check up from the neck up. Think about what you're thinking about. You know, it says in the Bible, take every thought captive and surrender it to Jesus. See, thoughts, you know, Andy was saying the other week, thoughts are like birds. They fly over your head, but don't let them make a nest. Don't let them stay there. Don't dwell on those kind of things. There's a great uh, psalm in the Bible, Psalm 23, says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. You know what? God wants to restore your soul. He, God is a restorer of people. You know, sometimes when we clear stuff out of our house, all the rubbish that we've kept that you've probably moved from house to house and you've still never used. Sometimes it's good just to clear everything out and let God restore you with brand new stuff. God wants to restore you. He wants to do miracles in you that their effect will be even greater when they work their way through you than initially when they're working their way in you. You know, God wants to do miracles in you that then affect other people. God's got plans for you. And often those plans involve people. Often you'll meet people along the way and you enrich their life, they enrich your life and actually you realise that God was weaving people in to your life all along. You know, it's not just circumstances that are subject to change, but it's us as people. I am subject to change. I need to change. I do. Because I realise if I go into my next, you know, season of life with the old mindset, it's not going to work. A great way of defining peace is this. When I stop resisting God's will for my life. When I stop resisting God's will for my life. See, resisting, it's, it's being um, kind of narrow-minded or stuck in your ways or thinking stuff about yourself like, oh, I'll never be that or I could never do that or I'm not that kind of person. Those kind of phrases uh, are evident in people that are stuck. There's a great verse in the Bible, Mark 2, 21, where Jesus says, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Now, nowadays we use bottles and barrels and stuff like that. Then they used uh, wineskins and the old ones would be stiff and rigid. And if they put new wine into those old wineskins, the wineskins are just burst because they couldn't contain the wine as the wine would bubble and effervesce. As all that stuff was happening, the wineskin would just be rigid so it would burst and they'd lose the wine. You know, new wineskins were subtle. They, they were soft. They were changeable. And you know what? They allowed for growth. 
God wants to grow your life. God wants to pour more stuff into your life. He wants you to live a bigger life. But your mindset and the way you think can prevent that from happening. And let that land. Because I realise that. I realise that if I keep the same mindsets and the same way of thinking, then actually I'm preventing God from doing new things in my life. So to sum it all up, my questions are simply this. Who are you going to be? Coming out of lockdown, who are you going to be? What do you believe about yourself? And secondly, what are you going to leave behind? See, faith is a journey. It's not just a, a one-time thing where you put your hand up in a service or you know on an online service like this, you say the prayer at the end and then that's it, it's done, job done. Um, I'm in, I'm a Christian or whatever that means. No, faith is a journey, it's step by step. God's got plans for you. I wonder what the next plan looks like for you. What are you currently thinking about? What are you currently dreaming about that God's putting into your life? It's an exciting season we're going into. It's exciting. Things are going to start opening up. New opportunities are going to come your way. Are you ready for it? Who are you going to be? What are you going to leave behind? Maybe you've not started the journey of faith yet and I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. There's no better time than right now to make a decision to accept Jesus into your life, to be a follower of Jesus, a Christian. I'm going to say a prayer. And if you want in at the end, I simply ask you to say this. Amen. Amen, which simply means I agree. Or in this case, count me in. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray together. Lord Jesus, today I choose to put my trust in you. Thank you for paying the penalty for my sin. Please forgive me for my sin and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Look, if you've said that prayer today for the first time, look for God turning up in your life. God loves nothing better than somebody who's turning to him and asking for help. Watch him turn up in your thinking, in your habits, in the way other people treat you. It's honestly, it's, it's a miracle that happens. The second thing I'd say is go and tell somebody that you've said that prayer. Tell the person who sent you the link to this service or tell the person who invited you along to a watch party. Tell them, say, I said that prayer today. Allow them to pray for you. Allow them to, to expound on what that is. It's been great speaking with you today. Stay safe. I'll see you soon. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 